and the clock has started. This is episode 135, recording April 12th, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week uh, we are going to be talking Control, we are going to be talking Falcon and Winter Soldier, and a little weekly consultation. What happened to news, you asked? What happened to uh, all the other parts of the show? Well, let me tell you a fun little story. Uh, We recorded this yesterday, actually, and it all went away in, in the ether. Uh, the the gigantic power of the cloud did not save us. It was gone. So we are back to do it one more time because the first time just wasn't fun enough. And uh, to do that, I have with me Mr. Shannon Moore. Shannon, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I feel sorry for all of our listeners because um, we used all of our A material last night and yeah. I don't remember anything about what I said that was funny. So you're just getting B-roll right now. Sorry, guys. Uh, we, well, there was a funny story that I'm hoping Justin will retell right at the top, which is, uh, his gigantic father being scared by a rattlesnake. Justin (laughs) Carter, how are you doing? I'm doing a lot better. I'm a lot less shook today than, you know, (laughs) I was yesterday. So Sunday morning, I went hiking with my father, which if you guys have listened before, if you haven't, and you're new to this, my dad is six foot eight, very tall. Very man's man really puts me to shame. Um, he, uh, Meanwhile, you're like six four, but yeah, okay, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I know. But he's like, <laughs> like my dad. I could count on one hand like the number of times I saw my father cry like in my entire life, and the time glass was stuck in his toe like was not one of those times, and I was completely shocked by that. But when I was hiking with him yesterday, uh, we did a five mile hike on this trail. And as we were walking back to the truck, he was on the left of me and we're going and all of a sudden there was like a rattle and it didn't really register to me. But he jumped and yelled like he was like, shit, like, and I didn't register the rattlesnake rattle, but him jumping and yelling startled the shit out of me. So I jumped and yelled and then I landed all my weight on my right foot and Fucked up my back again because, of course, I did because I'm almost 31 and my body's falling apart. But, um, which it feels a lot better today than it did yesterday. But, yes, there was a rattlesnake. It was about, I'd say about two feet long, but it was curled up, like, hidden between two rocks in this, like, like Cobra Kai fucking striking (laughs) pose. And, yeah, and I was more scared of the fact that whatever it was, it could have been a gunshot. Like, if my dad wasn't phased by it, I probably would. But the fact that whatever it was scared my dad, my fight-or-flight senses immediately triggered. And I was like, oh, shit, like, push the old man down and run. Like, shit's going down. (laughs) You're like, we gotta go now, now, now. (laughs) Yeah, and then there was some dude about, like, four feet behind us who was like, so he's like, you guys okay? And my dad's like, yeah, there's a rattlesnake. He's like, cool. He's like, um... 
you guys go on ahead, and I'm going to throw some rocks at it, try and get it away off the trail. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you fucking do that. Like, you wait until we're in the truck, and then you can throw whatever the fuck you want at the snake. Like, do not do it while I'm still in the vicinity, because that thing is already pissed off, and I'm sure throwing rocks at it isn't going to uh, do any favors for the snake. Did you look in the newspaper this morning to see if it was, like, local man found dead on trail after rattlesnake bite? <laughs> no, like, because, unfortunately, Shannon, newspaper is a, a dead media at this point. Look, well, look, okay, uh, fine. On, Fucking on... poo-poo all over my goddamn joke, you stupid son of a bitch. Like, it just answer the goddamn question. Like, I'm not paying $2 a month to subscribe to the New York Times, like, website. It's on. It's on the uh, the Phoenix Twitter feed of just like local man found with handful of rocks and snake bites. <laughs> yeah, if it's not in a meme that Elon Musk is gonna tweet on Twitter, then I'm probably not gonna see it. <laughs> I, re- I receive all my news via meme. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless I can digest it and Doge meme, I probably didn't hear about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> the youth well. of today, Shannon. The youth of today. I know, uh, the, the difference 10 years makes. Right? Oh, yeah, see, and that was part of the conversation that you guys missed last time was, uh, what were we talking, like, I was saying, what came out? It was something where I was, I was literally, oh, The Matrix, we were talking about The yeah, Matrix, we're, we're talking about and the Matrix. I was, I was six when The Original Matrix came out, and Shannon was talking about how, like, cool it was when he was, like, 20. 19? <laughs> Zach was 20, I was yeah. 19. Okay. Yeah. We broke down like when the Matrix movies came out, and I was like, "Yeah, I was twenty, twenty-four, and uh, twenty-six or whatever." Justin's like, "Yeah, I was twelve when the last one came out." We're like, "Go fuck yourself!" You know? Yeah. My mom picked me up from eighth grade, and we went and saw Matrix Reloaded. (laughs) Though I'll tell you what my eighth grade movie was: fucking Jurassic Park. Hell yeah, that was a hell of a movie. To watch in eighth grade. That's a hell of a movie to watch right now. I still love that movie. So, Held up incredibly well. Yeah, that's a, that that is an amazing movie. Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I can't. Re- I mean, you have I, a you have a eighth grade movie that was like defined the year for you, Shannon. Uh, fuck. I'm try- I gotta remember what happened. Like what year? Like what movies came out in? Let me see. When I was that 40. would have been ninety four. Yeah, nineteen ninety four. I'm trying to remember what movie that was. Uh, dude, talk amongst yourselves. I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> see. My like defining. I it wouldn't be eighth grade, but it'd be ninth grade. So it's pretty close. The next year, so it was like ninth grade for me was two thousand three, two thousand four, and my two favorite movies at the time were Constantine with Keanu Reeves awesome. and Grandma's Boy. Oh Jesus! I oh. watch that movie all the time. I—that's one of the few movies I've watched with director commentary. I love it. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta really figure out what they were thinking when they put yeah. that masterpiece together. Yeah. <laughs> you want to know what movie it was? It was my eighth grade movie. All right. Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. All right. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, dude, and the mask. Jim Carrey had a banger year in 1994. Dude. Yeah, dude, he was he was hot. Like there was that. Uh, I forget when Dumb and Truman Dumb and Dumber out. came out in 1994 too. Dude, wow. Jim Carrey was on fire in 1994. And and then he would go on to make The Grinch and kill all of his career. <laughs> uh, 
But then yeah. he came no. back with the vengeance with the number twenty three. I was gonna say the twenty number twenty three didn't that but like put him in silent mode for a little bit. <laughs> Which is funny because I don't think that movie's honestly that bad. It's just people like like to ridicule it, but I don't think it was really that bad. I had literally forgotten about it completely until you mentioned it right <laughs> now. Like, I didn't think that movie was that bad. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. I have no opinion because. Hell no, I'm not going to see the number 23. What's wrong with you guys? Like, like don't you have like, better things to do with your time? Like, dude, like one of the most disappointing worst movies I can think of that I remember renting from Hollywood Video and being like, "What the fuck is this?" was a one-hour photo with Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Oh, that movie's great. That, that movie's, movie's great. Bizarre though. Like he's like in yeah. the people's house, like taking a shit and stuff. And I was just like, I, it was not. And there's like pig developing pictures of like this woman like being beat and shit. I'm like, what the fuck? Now I would recommend uh, actually watching that movie now, like in the adult prism. I bet you'll like it a lot more. Like yes, because yeah. Let me look up how old I was when that came out. Because yeah, that'll probably because <laughs> uh, yeah, I could. I can imagine seeing that one in like high school or like early high school being like, this isn't the guy that played Mrs. Doubtfire. What the fuck? Like, you know, yeah, um, I was uh, 12 when I saw yeah. that movie. So. Yeah, that would make that makes a lot of sense. Why you were like, <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Wait, you were 12 when you saw one hour photo? Yeah, it came out in 2002. Well, I mean, you did, but that doesn't mean you saw it when, like, it came out. I mean, like, I mean, well, I, there, it is a movie. You can wait, like, six months, a year, like, five years. Okay, well, then I was, like, 12 or 13, because I saw, I rented it from, like, when it was, like, new or whatever, like, the new releases at, like, Hollywood Video. That's some heavy material to watch at, like, yeah. a young age. No, it was. It was very weird. <laughs> I mean, I also saw, like, American Pie whenever that first came out on, like, that was like VHS or whatever, I think. Like, but I mean, whatever. like th- there was, I mean, like pie humping in that one. I mean, that's like the worst. I mean, yeah, there at least that's like pie at least that's a comedy. You know? <laughs> I mean, the butterfly effect also kind of like fucked me up whenever I saw that <laughs> and that came out. Well, that's just that's just a bad movie. But yeah, what? <laughs> I, I said what I said, Justin. All right. Because, yeah, that I was like. Yeah, I was in. I mean, I was in high school whenever that came out. But you, you want to know what I was watching freshman year of high school? The fucking Crow, man. <laughs> that was the movie that was in theaters when I was in freshman year. Exactly, like that messed me up. Yeah. No, no, that did not. But no, it, uh, that doesn't come until the fourth iteration of the Crow, and then and then the, the wheels fall off. <laughs> Danny Trejo as a shaman. Like. Oh boy. Yeah, the fourth the fourth iteration of The Crow was the movie I used to give people to be like, oh, you think you know bad movies? You watch this. That movie right. was a white elephant gift that either you or our buddy Carlos put in mm-hmm. the pile, and I got stuck with it, and it started some fights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's glorious. Yeah. I now pronounce you shorty and pimp, I think is the line <laughs> from that movie. Yeah, that was like the movie uh, right after what's her name Tara Reid got her really bad boob job. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So we're if we're talking horrible movies that I've seen in a theater, uh, <laughs> Alone in the Dark is tops with that with Tara Reid. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, I was one of those people that actually liked House of the Dead. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's horrible, but this is entertaining as hell. Like Uwe Boll, like. 
it's a great unintentional comedy. Like, it's fantastic. It is hilarious how bad that movie is. But, like, it's bad in all the super entertaining ways. I mean, a stripper named Liberty hands it to zombies. It's great. Um, House of, or no, uh, Alone in the Dark is not that. It is just bad. <laughs> like, there's no entertaining bad to it. It's just that oof, oof bad. <laughs> Ooey, yeah. if you will. <laughs> yeah, it does. The Tara Reid thing where, you, you know, you're supposed to believe that she's a scientist because she wears glasses. You know? <laughs> all oh, all of Denise God. Richards in that Bond movie. Like, uh, oh, yeah, she's a nuclear physicist because they gave her glasses. And a coat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Um, but yes. You know, porno started out that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Totally. Oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, um... With this uh, short uh, episode, uh, do you want to get into the games that we've been playing? Sure. Why don't we do that? Because we could go down this rabbit hole of horrible movies forever. And yeah. Justin looks like he's got that doughy-eyed, like, I'm lost. I don't know what to say here, like, thing. So, Well, thank you, for, thank you for getting us back on the track. No, yeah. I do what I can. Shannon's like, you know, mad because Zach's kid yesterday was grilling him on fucking Pokemon and I wasn't willing to jump in to save Shannon and I just let him drown. Justin's like, oh, I got stuff to do. You have fun with that. I'm like watching shit. And he's like, you he, dude, help he wasn't even doing anything. He was just staring at the screen with pure delight. Like it was just so uncomfortable. <laughs> Meanwhile, your, son, your son's like, uh, what was it? Um, uh, what what are what are those people um, the ones that have a photographic memory like the fact yeah. that your son can like look at something and then he knows all the names and all the evolutions of like dinosaurs and Pokemon like it just like it, it baffles my mind. Well, when you're seven, you you're not exposed to it. You're not holding that much information in your head. So <laughs> when you find something you like, you you grab on with both hands. Yeah, pre-algebra hasn't hit yet. <laughs> yeah, no, no Pythagoras, Pythagoras hasn't shown up with any theorems at this point, you know. Um, but we can get into what we've been playing. So uh, I had played uh, Pac-Man 99, which is the latest uh, free-to-play multiplayer Nintendo Switch game that they rolled out, and it's a it, it's a solid one. Like I I liked it a, a hell of a lot better than the Mario one they came out with Um, essentially kind of that Tetris 99 model of you're playing Pac-Man in the middle and you're surrounded by screens. Um, And it starts out, you're just playing Pac-Man, but then there's like uh, outlines of ghosts on the, on the vertical rails that if you get them, they add ghosts to the board. So the the thing you want to do is hit the power pellet, all the ghosts are in blue you go up the rails and now all of a sudden there's like 11 ghosts that you can just chomp in a row. And what that does is that adds uh, shadow Pokemon or shadow Pokemon shadow uh, Pac-Man <laughs> to, uh, to other players boards. And what they act as essentially is like a speed bump. So if you're going around the board and you hit one of the, the shadow Pac-Man, you slow down for just a beat and then that goes away. So, that's not a big deal at first, but as you're going or through the maze trying to clear it, because every time you clear a maze, you get a speed boost as a reward, um, and then the maze will reset. 
but as as you're going around the maze to clear it and ghosts are suddenly on your ass like hitting speed bumps sucks <laughs> like you're like okay go 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 oh wait why am i slowing down fuck and like yeah it, it'll get you so then power pellets not only turn the ghost blue after that point but they'll clear the board of the shadow pacman so they're they become increasingly important and as the game goes along you you start to employ some strategy about saving the power pellets rather than just trying to clear the board as fast as possible uh because things get really intense once you cross like the 30 barrier i've only made it to i want to say 23 was my high score but it uh because i'm also not that great at pac-man just in general but uh it, you know, you're using the D-pad for it. So the Hori, the Hori controller I have uh, actually is really good for that because it's the best D-pad for the Switch I own. But the um, it, it's it has that great like one more game thing. Like like ah that sucked. Okay, one more. Uh, okay, one more. And um, it's actually a really good game to play while you're like listening to podcasts or doing something else. You know, because it's like you you locked in, but it it's not at that like Tetris level frenzy of lock in. You know, like Justin, I believe just said yesterday, it's like you get shadow Pac-Man dropped on you, but you're not getting the like, Oh, here's eight lines of shit all at once. Like you do with Tetris, you know? So you're not, you're not totally screwed all the time. Um, so yeah, Shannon, you should download it is what I'm saying. I think you'd like it. Dude. I suck at Pac-Man. Um, I you will be the first to say it. Um, my strategy was always try to get to center and save the pellets for like the end. Uh, mm. And usually that didn't work out too well for me. Uh, but I haven't played Pac-Man in like, I don't know, 10 years. So maybe I should give it a try and see if my skills have updated a little bit. I like how you say your strategy doesn't work, but you never change your strategy. It's a good. I mean, that's the definition of insanity, right? Sure. <laughs> it worked. It worked that one time when you were four and I'm never changing it. Pretty much. Um, but uh, the other game I've been playing that was a recommendation from Shannon last week was Clap Hands Golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude, you you were correct. That is just straight up hot shots. That is hot shots golf. And it is it is really fun. I like the format of. You know, you get three golfers for three holes, and then they set up the boss battles, which if you beat them, they join your roster, and each each golfer has their, like, strengths and weaknesses. Like, one will be good in the rain, one's good in the sand, one's good uh, in the wind or out of the wind, you know, like, everyone's got their bonuses. Everyone, And then every golfer has their favorite club, which, if you're taking a shot with the favorite club, removes the uh, course effect off your shot which is cool when you're in, when you're, you know, it'll make you be like, oh, it's raining or it's really windy. Well, even though this isn't the right club to use, I'm going to use this club because I know it'll at least go straight now. You know, like it'll, it's not going to bend into the trees. Like, like if I just use the recommended club. So it's cool in that regard, it adds a layer of strategy, but the, uh, the the thing I like about it actually is it works incredibly well as a uh, as a touchscreen game. Like it it goes. I know Shannon was using the uh, the PS4 remote when he played with it, but uh, I've just been using the touchscreen, and it took a little while of messing with it to kind of get the control down to get the uh, to get the the swing right and the backspin and the and the front spin and all that 
type of stuff on the, your shot that you want. But once, you know, really once I got to the third, the third set of courses. Uh, so after I beat the first boss, like after that point, I pretty much have it down. I feel. Um, so yeah, yeah it's I'm, a, it's, I'm into it. I, I like that game a lot. Uh, it's a lot more, I think they took out a lot of the, um, um, like the choosing like the club and choosing the mm-hmm. ball and, and all that stuff. And now it's just like, choose the person. Uh, they have a club that they're good with. Go out there and have fun. Um, yeah. So it's a lot more simplistic. I like it. Uh, the controls are still, I'm still getting used to it. Like, um, you know, as far as like how far back I need to, you know, sure. move the club to, to hit the ball where I want it to. And I'm still like, I was an avid, um, like zoom out, uh, swoop around, look at the, the pitch of the, uh, the, um, the green, mm-hmm. you know, and then go and like this one, it's a little bit more cumbersome to do that. So now I'm just trying to hit the ball on the fairway and then damn the consequences later. Um, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's especially a great in the, especially in the early game, it's like aim for the fairway and just, you know, figure out the rest as you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. But, What's the wind like? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Though I've, I was in one uh, match earlier today where it was like, you know, it's all in kilometers, but it was like 11 kilometers to the left or something like that. And <laughs> I hit the ball totally straight. And it just went whew, like just sliced hard. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's in the trees. OK, <laughs> and I think the next shot I'm going to use the uh, even though it, like the guy's special club was like the four iron or something like that. I'm like, even though it's going to take me three shots to hit the green from here with a four iron. <laughs> At least it's going to go straight. So I'm not going to go OB on any of these. Yeah, yeah. you gotta yeah. got to watch out for that, uh, for what club they're not good with, because that's like life or death there, too. Yeah, that, that one wood shot was uh, so, someone got hit in the parking lot. With the- <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I know. Play, play where it lies. Play where it yep. lies. Yep. <laughs> Reminds now, me of I've, the days when we used to go golfing, and now I just bank one right. off of the house, be like, right. sorry, guy. When you when you got that full body English to try to get the ball to spin where you want it to go, <laughs> even though it's like you know 200 feet away from you by that point. Um, well, I had one more game to talk about this week, but unfortunately, due to a scheduling error, only Shannon's talking about it this week. Um, it's my own scheduling error. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to fall on this sword. It was my own damn fault. Um, so I apologize in advance to Shannon and to everyone else. But Shannon, why don't you talk to me a little bit about uh, Zombie Army 4? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Zombie Army 4, it's uh, got a great co-op from what I hear. But um, <laughs> From what I what, hear. What I, uh, what, what, what what I know a, about it. What a, um, what a dick. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, you know, just a, more insult to injury. Uh, last night, you guys really missed a sad pity party because I did go out and buy a uh, brand new headset so that I could hear Zach um, and play with him in this multiplayer setting but um i just ended up using it myself to play by myself um but yeah uh zombie army 4 uh it's a great game it's on uh, playstation uh, plus right now um you can download it for free uh i strongly suggest getting it this game has no right being this good for uh for a playstation plus game and um, I'm having a crap ton of fun. Um, so the basic principle of the game is um, Hitler is losing World War II. He finds a book 
Uh, and inside the book uh, is a spell that basically um, reanimates the corpses of the dead. Uh, so he has an army of uh, zombies that he unleashes upon the world. Um, in Zombie Army 1 through 3, you basically um, send Hitler to hell. He comes back as a reincarnated demon. You send him back through the Hellgate. And 4, you're like, okay, Hitler's gone what am I doing? Like, why are these zombies still attacking us and why are they coordinating attacks? Um, so I haven't gotten that far in the game. I've gotten maybe three or four levels in. Um, but dude, uh, Italy is probably the best level. It's got a shark, a rotting zombie shark. Uh, and it's a trap where, um, when you shoot it, an electrical pulse gets sent through it and it will bite the heads off of any of the zombies that get close to it. Uh, I strongly suggest using that or recording it if you have a chance. Uh, that shit's hilarious. Um, and that yeah, shark I'll, is terrible. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll be honest. That alone makes me want to play the game. Like, uh, I just want to see it. You know? Yeah, dude, you got to get to that level. It's worth it. Um, the uh, Also, um, the um, Sniper Elite style like kill shot um, slow-mo is pretty gratifying. Although, the one thing that upsets me, and I don't know if this is a um, a choice on their part, but um, all the headshots are they don't do the slow mo kill on. Um, it's just body shots uh, and mm. torso shots, um, which you know I can get in this climate. Uh, maybe it's it's a little insensitive, even though it's a zombie. Um, but you know, still, uh, you know, chest, uh, heart explosions, hip explosions. Um, I didn't know. Zombies had testicles, but testicle explosions, uh, mm. it's all great. Um, I mean, but yeah. I suppose, I, I, I don't think they'd I be mean, functioning, but I'm sure they'd still have them. Yeah, know? I mean, like, you know, it's it's funny to watch, but I mean, like, you know, on a human, like, a, a video game human, it's kind of funny because, like, you know, everybody knows that feeling of getting hit in the balls. But, like, a mm. zombie, like, you know, it's not really going to feel that. Um, but, yeah, like, maybe it loses some of the humor. Uh, but yeah, uh, r right out the gate in the beginning of the game, you choose a sniper rifle, you choose a secondary weapon, and uh, you have a handgun that you use. Um, so, you know, once they drop you into the game, right away you're sniping zombies. Um, there's suicide zombies, which you got to watch out for, which are terrifying. Um, there's this machine gun toting, like, chain gun guy with armor on his head. The only way to kill him is to basically shoot off the helmet on his head and then shoot his head. Um, I think it's pretty cool that in the zombie army games, like if you shoot somebody in a torso, they will go down. But, um, you know, the demonic powers that are powering them, like make them get back up. Mm -hmm. So it, the headshots are highly emphasized. Um, also, like if you shoot somebody in the torso and they fall to the ground, like you can just like stomp the hell out of that body until there's nothing left on the ground, which I think is pretty funny, too, because like your person gets coated in just like blood and guts. And then at the end of the level, there's like always a sink by your workbench and you can choose to like wash your guy off. So he's not bloody anymore. So like you start each level clean. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a great game. Uh, also off of Zach's recommendation mm -hmm. uh, after our podcast that was erased last night, um, I downloaded the Fantasian um, role oh, playing you did. game on the Apple arcade and, uh, and that game is um, that game is awesome uh, for what it is a, a mobile role playing game. Um, you know, you, there's no voice acting in the game, um, so it's just a lot of reading, which is fine. Um, 
the movement is super smooth basically uh you have the the map and then you can just finger tap on where you want the guy to walk and he basically walks to that point so it's not like you ha- constantly have to hold your finger down and drag the guy around the map it makes um you know traversing a lot of the lands a little easier um, mm-hmm. The battle mechanics are pretty simple. You have um, little icons that pop up around your person, and it's either like there's a spell slot, an attack slot, and then you can swap the ability or spell um, in and out with like a, an item. So if you want to use potions or whatever. And then a lot of the attacks can go in a straight line if you're using a special ability. So if the enemies are lined up in a straight line, use your special ability, it'll hit everybody in that line. Um, also the spellcasters, they have this pretty unique ability to where when they use their spells, they can, um, make them curve. Like you can see the arc on the screen and you can choose to have an arc. So if you have an enemy that's a good defender or he's got like a shield ability up, you can cast your spell to go around him and hit the people behind him. So it does add like another layer to the battle mechanics and it's simple to use. So I think the, like, as far as getting people interested in this game, um, it's really easy to learn the controls and it's really fun to attack as well. So um, I'm enjoying it, and you know if it's on Apple Arcade, I strongly suggest like giving it a try. It's a it's a good it's a good pickup. Well, then, in while you were talking, I have now downloaded it as well. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah sounds, give it a try. That sounds like my kind of JRPG for sure. Yeah, it's super dope. Um, and uh, I, I mean, their save points are plentiful. Um, it's really quick with saving. It's a lot quicker than, like, a Switch game. And I don't mm. know why. Um, but, you know, it's like the minute you hit that save button, it's like, plink, done. Okay, like, go back into playing your game. Mm. So let me know what you think next week. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Justin, what have you been playing? So besides Control, which I know we're going to talk about, the only other thing I really got to play this past week was I played more Binding of Isaac Repentance, except... I did co-op mode with Megan, which is new to the DLC and stuff. And I even played more today. That's pretty much what we did all afternoon today since we have all this week off. Was uh, Me and her played a lot of Binding of Isaac. But uh, you can actually play with two players uh, locally. You can play with up to four. But you can play locally. But they also have on Steam remote play. So you can play with other people Mm-hmm. online from what i've heard it's a little laggy um if you do that but i think they're working on trying to patch that if they haven't already but uh yeah me and her were doing that and it was a lot of fun uh they made like bosses are a lot harder um with two people and uh, megan like the first time when we played we made the mistake of both picking the exact same character so since neither one of us had power-ups we looked exactly the same so a lot of times i kept getting confused as to who i was on the screen and i would be looking at megan as i'm like walking into a wall getting my ass kicked by like some monster on the side (laughs) i'm like oh shit like i'm like oops (laughs) so but it's definitely a lot of fun i recommend it and because it's randomly generated it's you know a new experience every time so i mean i've played binding of isaac since like 2009 so <laughs> it's insane um that ever happened to you like back in the day playing mario kart or something split screen and you forget like which guy you are all the time dude especially yeah. you'd be on you'd be on rainbow road and you just go boom like yeah. off the side of the level like and the, the lack of two is like picking you up and you're like 
oh what like and then you're in ninth all of a sudden and you're like oh man dude i was looking at the wrong screen you're in battle mode with your friends mm-hmm. and you're like sitting there losing balloons and you're like i'm like dude you're sucking and i'm like wait what and you realize that like oh wait i'm not yoshi yeah. <laughs> like, you're like doing? oh right I'm, I'm donkey kong this time crap you're like oh who picked wario that guy sucks oh wait that's me shit um yeah that would happen to me all the time all the time shannon's also on mute oh shannon i did I, apparently <laughs> i've fat fingered that um I swear we've done 134 episodes. Um, yes. So uh, when you're playing Binding of Isaac uh, and you're playing with other people, are you sharing the same power-ups? Like if you grab a power-up, can somebody else grab the same one? Or is it like kind of like you have to fight for the, the power-ups? You have to like So that's what's interesting too is so the way they made that work is there's treasure like in every level, like as you're going deeper in the basement and stuff, there's like, of course, always a treasure room. And then when you beat the boss um you get treasure when you go to the treasure room there's only the one so it's kind of like you have to decide at that point kind of who's going to get it like usually me and megan have like set ones like or if like our builds how we're going i'm like i need damage or range or something and she's just looking for like something else and so we'll do that when you do a boss though um the pedestal with the item you'll actually get two but you don't get to see both at once because you'll take the first one and then after you take the first one the second one will then appear on the pedestal so that makes it kind of interesting too because you don't know what the other item is so as we're sitting there i'm like do you want it and megan's kind of like on the fence about it because she's like that's pretty good but the other item might be something even better but it could all she also got shafted multiple times where she's like you can take that so I'm like, oh, can I take it? And it's something really good. And then the next item, shit. And she's like, God damn it. Like, I should have <laughs> taken the first item. And so it kind of has that fun aspect of if you're playing online, like, obviously you're going to be playing with friends because I don't think you'd want to play with, like, someone you've never played before and they're just being a dick and take both items because nothing can stop you. Like, there's been times where Megan needed health or something and there was, like, two health items. And I'm like, you need to just take both because you're almost dead. But yeah, there's like some negotiating happening where I'm like, all right, if we get an angel room, though, then I get first pick like from the angel room item. I was going to say, do you guys like ever throw shade on each other? You're just like, no, you suck. Like, this is why I'm getting this one because you're just oh, not. Dude, all... <laughs> dude, today I was sitting there and I'm like sitting in my chair and I'm just like, oh my God. And Megan's like, what? I'm like, dude, well, my back already hurts. And I'm like, now my fucking shoulders hurt from carrying our team. <laughs> she's like, dude, she's like, shut the fuck. Like, you're not... I'm like, dude, you did jack shit the last two boss fights. She's like, dude, fuck you, dude. You're like, you've been sitting there getting hit by spiders and shit. Like, you get out of here. And I'm just like, dude, I'm like, I thought you were good at this game. Like, what happened? <laughs> Damn, ice cold over there. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, she well, dishes it. Well and now, now, th- now that explains why she didn't talk to us, Shannon, because she probably just assumed we were like Justin when we would play games <laughs> with him. So. You mean what, it wasn't the Dick and Park jokes? You <laughs> say that, but Megan's also gone on record as saying all the time she's like, I'm God's gift to Binding of Isaac. So her <laughs> ego when it comes to Binding of Isaac is worse <laughs> than mine. So it's like I don't even feel bad when I sit there and rip on her when she sits there and says shit like that all the time. She gets up to get some water, and they're like, hey, while you're up, can you get me some Icy Hot? Because my back is just aching. <laughs> while the game's paused, I unpause it and like run to the treasure room real quick and just take <laughs> everything. 
They're like, what the hell? This is a treasure room. Yeah, weird. I don't know. Yeah. That's just a big glitch. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm like, I thought we already got it. Oh, no, we were in this room already. We were here. Yeah. Remember? You remember you said I could have it? <laughs> Wait, why is your health full? You son of a bitch. Um, good times. Good times. Well, uh, shall we talk uh, a little control? Hell yeah. All right. So uh, we are going to now discuss control up until uh, the hotline, uh, at the completion of the hotline. Um, so if you would like to join us for that conversation, uh, but if you do not want control spoilers, uh, feel free to skip ahead. I'm assuming Shannon is going to put some notes of times in the description of the episode so you can check in there. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go kind of over... We when we talked yesterday, uh, <laughs> looking back on it, what I thought we we could do a little better is actually just kind of go over like that overall like all of us either skipped control or bounced off it real quick and and I feel like we didn't really explain why that was necessarily for me it was uh you know Quantum Break Remedies game before this had left a real sour taste in my mouth and when this game starts it feels very quantum breaky. Like it felt very much like, Oh, we're being weird to be weird. None of this makes sense. Everything's kind of all over the map. Uh, you're, we're going to give you some breadcrumbs to try to give you what this game's going to be, but you know, you'll figure it out. And, and it's really slow. That first half hour to hour is just really slow. And it lost me. Like, I think other things came out around that time. And I was like, ah, eh, moving on. Uh, I'm not here for another eight hours of disappointment or 20 hours like Quantum Break was. I played eight and said no mas like Roberto Duran. Um, But I I have to say when we decided to do this and I got past that first hour, what I discovered was there's a hell of a game there after that first hour. So uh, Shannon, was was your experience kind of similar? That that first half hour to hour kind of being a slow burn. Yeah. Um. Like, and as far as what drove me away from this game, I mm-hmm. think initially it was the aesthetic and the of the box art. Like, so it wasn't even yeah. that I was going to give the game a chance. It was just I saw the box art and it was kind of obscure and it didn't really like do much as far as like you know it was just like I think it was white red and black and like there was just kind of like some boxes and shit on it and I was just like yeah I don't really know if I'm into this um and then I saw people playing it and I was just like yeah I don't I don't really know if this is my jam um so when we said we were going to do it on the show I mean I was just like yeah um let's do it for show sakes but like inside I was just like oh fuck I really got to play this game (laughs) dude okay so uh but then I started to play it and you know initially like the story the janitor in the beginning I was just like oh Jesus Christ dude just stop with the exposition let me just shoot something already like the director blows his head off Mm -hmm. I'm like okay what the hell is going on in this place like if this is going to be some whack-ass story, like, I'm just going to check out right now and just, you know, I'm done with this already. But um, after that first hour, um, I was involved and invested in this game. Um, the controls are crisp. Uh, the story, while obscure, is intriguing. Um, and, you know, the combat is fun. 
Um, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely I've I've done an about face. I kind of wondered mm-hmm. why I waited so long on this, um, but I'm glad that the show has forced me to broaden my horizons. Uh, Justin, how about you? Like, why did is there a reason why you uh, st- shied away from this in the beginning? Yeah, it's just initially it's not even like I really like shied away from it or didn't find it appealing. Like I'd heard good things about it, but I'd also I had heard a lot of mixed reviews. And I didn't really know anything about the game besides, like, I heard you had telekinetic powers and, like, whatever. But beyond that, like, I didn't really know anything else about it. And then I don't know what all else came out kind of that year, but kind of just, like, it came and went for me. And I never, like, really went back to explore it. But it's like I was telling you guys yesterday, man. It's like after that, like, first hour or two, I'm just, like, sitting there and I'm going, how the fuck does remedy not have the rights to silent hill like i honestly think they could make after playing this just the weirdness factor like it's like pt levels of strange and bizarre but in like the best ways and i'm like dude i bet you they could make a stellar game for like using the silent hill ip and i'm very sad that you know it's just sitting there on the shelf because Konami is never going to give us another one that's even remotely good. Well, and because to your point, like it, it has that those levels of strange, mm-hmm. but never really dips its toe into horror that much. Like it, 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 it walks the line. Like nothing's yeah, ever really yeah. like terrifying in it. Like you don't have that PT moment where you turn around and the lady's right there or anything, you know? And, that's what's weird is like yeah there's not like horror in that sense but there's like a lot of like love like the way like certain levels like i talked about like when yesterday when it's like you go into the one area and then all of a sudden it's like the door opens and it's like you get hit with like the insidious like red light and then you just see the three bodies like floating like in a row and you don't Mm -hmm. see the entire body you see it's like the upper torso and it's like what the fuck it was like that was like jarring at first when that happened i'm like dude like this is bonkers and then the gun's talking to you and stuff but i'm mm. like what is happening right now yeah and then the uh what's the uh the the whole thing with the the hiss you know and yeah like how hiss. it kind of just like hums as you get closer through the red lights and like there's areas you can't get into because the hiss is too strong you know, it's like, man, it's, it, it, the world building of this game is is pretty special. Like, that's the thing is like I'm into I'm into the whole aesthetic they've created with the, you know, the building is a place of power and it is uh, it can only be found when it wants to be found. You know, the gun is an object of power that comes from like the lineage of Excalibur and like all of these weapons from you know, fabled legend and all this stuff. And it's just like, I, I want to know more about all this. This is awesome. Like what was it? What the hell is going on? So I'm, I, I'm excited. Like Shannon said, it, it's the, the story is very obtuse, but I'm excited to see where the hell it goes. Cause I, right now it feels like it could go in a million directions. Yeah. Like, I mean, and, the, and that's the thing too, is like, I like how it's set in like, you know, 2019, but like, the technology is like an old ass rotary phone, mm-hmm. a floppy, like an eight inch floppy disk. Yeah. Like, you know, it's all like retro technology, but it, that has somehow become like a relic of like obscene power. 
Um, and I do, I am interested in in checking out like where this goes. But like, I think, um, you know, I, I really want to talk about the powers and how they like go into the game. Like, you know, the the set pieces of navigating the the first like couple levels. Um, I don't know, like, like what what was the most annoying part for you? In the first, it, like all the way up to the hotline, like what was the most annoying part? The most annoying part of the game that I've come across was, um, and I mean we've we touched on it last week a little bit, but it was when you get to the hotline and get to the motel, <laughs> not having any idea what the fuck to do. Like it wasn't, it wasn't even hinted at like along the way. Like usually the game will give you some sort of heads up, like. Hey, bro, maybe you want to pull that string four or five times, you know, or something like that. And and then when you get to the motel, the only thing you can interact with is the front desk bell. And it took me forever to figure out <laughs> that, oh, this is opening different doors every time I ring a bell. Because also the doors aren't really in view when you ring the bell. It's like mm. you have to ring a bell, walk around and there's like, oh, it's an open room. Nope, nothing I can do over here. 10 more minutes go by, you walk back and you're like, well, fuck, I've got nothing else to do, but ring this bell again. Oh, wait, a different room is open now. Like, oh, okay. And then, and then you get a damn pull string again. So that part, that part was like, you guys are a little, trying to be a little too clever here, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's um that just that one portion probably like, I would probably say, like, I played that game for, like, three or four hours to get to that point, and I mm-hmm. think, like, an hour of it was just trying to figure out what to do at that spot. Like, yeah. I walked all the way back to the beginning of the fucking game, like, all the way back to, like, the first room that you came in, and I was just like, what am I missing? Like, there's got it. like, obviously, like, I can't use, I can't, like, you know, walk over there. There's got to be, like, a power I'm, like, is there, because, like, you know, you fight the, um, the corrupted dude in the mailroom, right? Like, and he's, Mm -hmm. like, flying around, and you're, like, oh, I need to kill that dude so I can fly from, like, this spot over to that spot, right? So now I'm, like, walking around the whole place trying to find out where this fucker went so, like, I can, like, lure him out so I can shoot him so I can try to fly over there, and, like, I just, I must have walked off that edge, like, six times being like well maybe it's like a hidden passage or maybe i have to hit the switch and then walk out and then i have to try to go over in this corner over here like dude it wasn't until i got like just super frustrated and i was like man f this and i just like it just hit the button like mm-hmm. six times and it was like yink, 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 yink. and then all of a sudden i was in the freaking hotel and i was like no hints no nothing yeah like just figure it out on your own that i was so mad <laughs> So I'm kind of hoping the game doesn't have more of those moments because that, like you said, that sucked. You know, mm-hmm. that that was not fun or clever. It was just annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, again, it goes back to the aesthetic of the director that shot himself in the face is now talking to you. But you are told, like, no, he's not actually talking to you. It's more like a recording that his spirit is like left behind. That's now playing in your head or something. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And I need a phone to talk to this recording to like, mm. wait, what? Like, yeah. Know. And it's always like super vague. Like you have to keep your house clean or something like that. Yeah. You're just like, yeah. what the, 
what does that mean? <laughs> this house is like messy as fuck right now. Like there's paper on the floor. I'm shooting zombies out of the air. Like, yeah. what is your jam? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Um, but you know, I do, um, I do think that for as much as we're enjoying the game right now, that there is some jank. Uh, I know yesterday we talked about some of the hilarious facial gestures that some mm-hmm. of the people make. And in some of those close-up sequences where, like, they try to really emphasize the graphical powerhouse that this game was supposed to be when it came out in August of 2019, um, it, like, it's her, that, the lady, the direct, the new director's face, like, her mouth looks so jacked up yeah. in, like, a yeah. lot of those close, close-up shots. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's good. Um, I... I don't I don't think it, it deserves like the low 70s high 60s that like I, I saw in uh, IGN when it came mm. out I, I'd put it in like an right now I would put it at like an eight uh, eight and a half yeah I'm enjoying agreed. it agreed it's it's way better th- of a game than I thought it would be so far mm-hmm. yes I'm pleas- uh, I'm pleasantly uh, surprised Justin you've been conspicuously quiet well, we yeah, talking. no, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything. Like, I mean, the most frustrating part that I came across, and we talked about it yesterday, too, because it happened to Zach, where you pull the cord the first time, and then it switches, and you just walk off the ledge and fall <laughs> to your death. And I'm like, well, not doing that again. <laughs> like, and the most frustrating yeah. part of that was the save point. You got to go all the way back. Yeah, the and the save point's nowhere near you. And so you have to go all the way back. You have to walk through the boss room again, which luckily... It had saved, so it's not like you have to fight the boss again, but stuff spawns in the room again. Mm-hmm. So then you're just, like, running through the room, like, I'm like, nope, 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 like, dodging bullets. I'm like, I already did all this. I'm not doing it again. Um, but besides that, like, it's like I said yesterday, too. Like, uh, I'll admit, like, you know, like, yeah, with the jank, there's some, like, jank in the facial expressions stuff, but I really enjoyed, like, in the intro and stuff, how it kind of did, like, the God of War thing where it went from cutscene and kind of, like, Every time it goes from a cutscene and goes back in the gameplay, it does it really seamlessly, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden it's like you're in the game, which is really nice, and it's really smooth. And we've talked about the, the cutscene, like, not the cutscene, but the, the TVs with the yeah. live-action people and stuff, like the kid, the little puppet show one's, like, super fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> just gets more and more twisted as it goes, too. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, <laughs> Jesus. But, yeah, it's been really interesting so far and that's kind of like you can tell gameplay wise that it's like they really figured out like the mechanics like it's like they just basically built like a sand like empty room with the character and like got all the like the shooting the telekinesis mm-hmm. stuff like all right we got all that down and now let's just build the game around that because all of that just feels really good and it feels like that's kind of what came first was the gameplay and then they were like let's just build everything else around that. Yeah. And like you were saying yesterday that you know the telekinesis stuff is never it, it never doesn't feel completely awesome every yeah. time. Like mm-hmm. every time you just like grab something and have it hovering over your head as you're walking through a room like a badass like it's awesome <laughs> like every time. Like, but it, the attention to detail also, like when you reach out like outside of your periphery and let's say you grab like a chunk of wall 
mm-hmm. don't know if you've ever just like looked at the wall when you do the telekinesis and there's nothing there, but like the plaster comes off the wall and then there's just a hole in the wall. So, oh, I mean, true. it's like, you know, there is actual consistency with like the world and like the physics of the world, which I think is is something you don't see a lot in a lot of other games. Um, so, you know, it's just one little thing that makes you go like, oh, well, they did spend a lot of time on this. Mm. That is so, cool. I, I hadn't noticed that, but I will pay attention now. Mm-hmm. Um, well, all right. So we are up to the hotline uh, next week. We'll see how fur- much further we get. But uh, I'm definitely enjoying my time with Control. Mm-hmm. So uh, now, gentlemen, shall we get on to Episode 4, Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yeah. Like, I mean, if we're just going straight into, like, spoiler uh, or spoiler cast, let's do yeah, it. Let's do this. So uh, I feel like we've done this before. <laughs> mm, got a crushing <laughs> sense of deja vu. Uh, but yes, if you want to get off of this ride at this point we are going to get into falcon and winter soldier spoiler territory everything is on the table all past marvel spoilers all spoilers from this episode nothing is foreboden uh in our discussion here so at this point consider yourself warned gentlemen oh go ahead oh no i was just gonna (laughs) tell you that i appreciate the uh, crushing pun yeah Thank you. Yes. Emphasis on the crushing. <laughs> it feels like a vibranium shield coming down <laughs> on my chest. Um, so, gentlemen, what did we feel about episode four? This was the episode I feel that uh, is setting the stage for the denouement of, of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, you know, Walker is now officially well i guess we'll start with he's officially super powered by the end of this episode um <laughs> he's officially not captain america yeah yeah <laughs> like, and he's really <laughs> stepped away from the uh the mission statement of captain america <laughs> if you will uh Battlestar, no longer with us r.i.p um and uh and if anything i think by the end of this episode you get the feeling that Sam should be Captain America. Like he was the right choice all along. Like Steve had it right. Um, so yeah, your thoughts. Uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I do think that they did a pretty good, um, representation of showing like the dichotomy between the two people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I do think that, uh, the way they showed in four episodes, the, uh, rapid uh departure from you know walker wanting to be captain america and fill those shoes Mm. and then you know realizing that he was vastly ill prepared to take that role on um that he didn't have the respect uh that he didn't have the ability and that he didn't have the know-how to get the job done the way that steve rogers did um you know and i think you kind of see that switch kind of go like well if i can't do it that way i want to do it my own way and to hell with everybody um and you know it's it's pretty evident in in that uh scene with the um the guard from um from uh wakanda like they Mm. kick his ass and he's just straight up like they weren't even super they weren't even super soldiers like how am i supposed to you know, you could just see that realization, like, how am I supposed to keep this up? Um, 
And yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, the Dora Milaje beat that ass like <laughs> just straight up. And and the best part of that was before the fight, Sam being like, "Bro, you don't want this. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, just don't. You'd rather fight Bucky." Like, just fight Bucky. Like, you don't want to fight these girls. You like, know, and, and for as much as they hate each other, like, the little banter back and forth of, well, should we do something? Like, should yeah. we help them? And then you're just like, oh, crap. All right. And then they jump in and they get their asses handed to them. Yeah, like, they get their, they get, they get handled just trying to, like, make sure no one's catching hands. They end up catching <laughs> all the hands. Like, yeah, Bucky's arm falls off. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that, that right there, top five moment of the entire run so far when <laughs> when she just you know fucking kill bill five finger death punches his arm off him like it's just like and then and then sam being like did you know that could do that and he's like no <laughs> it just defeatedly picks it up off the floor and has to reattach it <laughs> time out guys time out guys my arm fell off <laughs> but, oh good stuff yeah. I mean, the um, I do like the um, direction that the show is going. Um, I do think that with uh, what 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 you were saying yesterday, Zach, like with all the egregious like superhero stuff that mortals like normal people have lived through for Battlestar to like go out like in the way that he did, um, I thought was a little underwhelming. Yeah, so it, yesterday what I said was it reminded me a lot of Han's girlfriend dying in F- the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies when you have people flying through windshields at 100 miles an hour, landing on other cars and then getting up and walking away. And I'm supposed to believe because she fell off a plane that was on a runway, she's dead. Like, what? And I'm saying, like, how much how much stuff in this show have we seen people get up and walk away from? But, like, Battlestar got punched into a pillar and that, that wearing a flak jacket and I'm supposed to believe like, well, he's gone. Like, okay, I guess. Sure. I mean, if you wanted to like make that a little bit more believable and kind of like put like, I don't know, maybe a piece of rebar sticking out there, like sure. just have him get impaled on it for a minute. Like, like yeah, stuff with it. or something. It'd be like, yeah, okay. You know, mm-hmm. or if Carly just like ripped him in half or something, <laughs> it'd be like, yeah, all right. You know, I don't think Disney's going to go that route, but, you know. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, that's more like Zack Snyder territory, but, you know. Yeah. Wait for the Snyder Cut of Falcon and Winter Soldier. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. Release the Snyder Cut! Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the Clive but, Barker Cut. But, yeah, that uh, that scene at the end where he is just going to town on that dude with the shield, um, you're just like, yeah, uh, like, Captain America, you are not um you know pretty much like nail in the coffin like you gotta admit with everybody with their cell phones out like somebody in the u.s is like oh shit uh how are we gonna how how do we put some positive pr on this (laughs) you know what are we gonna do well that was the thing with that scene is you know he looks up for a moment and sees everyone videotaping him and or recording no one uses videotape but recording him and doesn't care finishes the job you know like it's it that that part was actually kind of brutal because mm-hmm. it was one of those he got like two or three shots in the guy's still alive at that point and he looks up and you see that like just that flash over his face of like doesn't matter finishing the job and it's like oh, oh okay that's the line you crossed <laughs> it you found it there it is yeah Oof. it was uh it, it it'll be interesting to see where this goes um 
Do you think you see U.S. agent in the last episode? That's my guess. My guess is maybe he gets stripped of the captaincy next episode after the fallout of this. And the government goes, wait, we still have a super soldier now, but we just can't have him be Captain America anymore. So, mm-hmm. hey, everyone, it's U.S. agent, you know. And do you think do you think with everything that's going on in the show right now that um, that Sam picks up the mantle and becomes the new Captain America? My guess is this show and I said it earlier and I, I kind of hold hold it. My guess is by the end of the show, no one is Captain America. I think this if they've if they've done anything, they've gone out of their way to say no one could be Steve Rogers. You know, and I think Sam maybe picks up the shield, does some stuff, does some heroics with it. And in the end, isn't Captain America. Like it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me at all if they just decided, no, we're keeping that on ice. Dude, yeah, I I would love in the last episode to see Falcon and Bucky like doing some uh like do like a callback to Civil War with Steve and Bucky like using yeah. the shield together like them Falcon and uh, Bucky both kind of like passing the shield back and forth using it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I think they've set it up that that could happen down the road. I just think in the way this story is going that I just. I think they're running out of, of room to, to make it happen if it's going to happen. Because, I mean, they've set up Torres, who replaces Falcon as Falcon in the comics. You've got Sam, who has been Captain America at a point. You've got Bucky, who's been Captain America at a point. Uh, John Walker, you've already seen how that's gone. So he, I, I, my guess is he's not going to be Captain America anymore. So I, hmm. I just think, I think it fits it fits the story better to be like, in the end, none of us are worthy of being Captain America. You know, that's that's how I would go with it. Mm. Now, that, being, that being said, it's probably Sam. I don't know. <laughs> now, you also have an interesting theory on who the power broker is. Do you want oh, yeah. to uh, bring that back out? Sure. I'm I'm 99% convinced the power broker is Sharon Carter. Um, I think when you look at how that whole scene played out the last episode where she, they find the scientist and she's like, yeah, I'm going to hang out here and protect you guys. If anyone shows up uh, very conveniently because the scientist would know the, who the power broker was on site instantly. And she goes on to then slaughter like 40 people outside of those shipping containers and wanders in there. Zemo kills the scientist and she loses her shit. Like, what did you do? <laughs> it's like, what, what did I do? What bitch? What did you do? Like, look out! There's corpses everywhere around here. Like, <laughs> why are you getting all mad at me for one guy? Um, so I would. Uh, that's all lining up to me, and uh, it would also explain why she just couldn't leave. When you know, she's like, I can't leave Madripoor, yeah, and all that for a bunch of you know, quote unquote reasons. Um, so that's my thought. I. One percent, if it's not her, would be Zemo himself as a way to kind of root out people that are seeking to be super soldiers. Mm. But that wouldn't that theory doesn't make any sense when he goes out of his way to destroy all the serum. Mm-hmm. So well, especially when you think about the fact that Zemo had like been in prison for 
yeah like a while and like just now got out but like the power brokers like been established for a while mm-hmm. in this like town so but yeah i uh so a question for you guys that i didn't ask you yesterday zemo escapes during the dora milaje fight do we see zemo again in this run or is he gone because i that could be a way for them to just be like and zemo's done and we'll pick up with him later you know well, so my theory is I think we I think we are going to see him again because one of Zemo's things is that he's kind of stressed it so far as it was he was like I'm going to finish this job like I hate Superbad that so that's his thing is mm-hmm. I think even though he's not with them he's still on a mission to like even though he destroyed the super soldier serums as long as the chick and stuff cuz he wants her dead so as long yeah. as she's still, like, running around and the other people with the super soldier serum are, like, running around, like, his job isn't technically done. That's so true. And I think he'll pop back up. He might not be, like, team up with Bucky and Falcon, like, anymore without this point, but I think he will end up running into them again at some point. Maybe uh, he shows up at Isaiah Bradley's house. He finds out about Isaiah Bradley and tries to take him out or something, you know? Hmm. I, I think he's going to show up just to, like, uh, become a key figure in Madripoor. Okay. Like, I, so I think he's going to, like, want to see, like, the power broker go down so he can kind of fill that spot. Gotcha. Um, I could see that, like, once the whole power broke, if it is really her, like, by the end of the sixth episode, like, you know, if, like, they figure it out, and it's, like, once, if she is the power broker, once she's gone, or whatever, Zemo might step in to, like, fill those shoes, then to rain power. And, uh, you know, he does love the nightlife there, so. <laughs> yeah, he loves the clubs. I was gonna say, how how many times did you watch that video uh, that I put in the Discord channel? Just <laughs> I'll, I'll hour of it not not often <laughs> well it was a minute to start out but then you know justin got a little snarky and was like i need an hour and i found one that was an hour long <laughs> that's amazing uh so is this the second time in your entire life you've heard of turkish delight or <laughs> is it just me because it's like the list is lion witch in the wardrobe in this episode. It's like the only times I've ever heard the words Turkish Delight in my life. It was also the weirdest thing because the Turkish Delight in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe was like a chocolate. And in this one, it was like a hard candy that you sucked on. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's multiple kinds of Turkish Delight. I don't know. Um, I've never had it. But uh, I did like the the indication, though, that Turkish Delight is something you use to trick children into giving up. Uh, the rest of them, which is how it is used in both applications, in in both the Lion, Witch, and Wardrobe, and in uh, MCU. You basically, Turkish Delight is a tool to trick children. So, I mean, Zemo also sweetened the pot with a cold hard cash too. But yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the Turkish Delight just got in the meeting with the child. <laughs> the the money. That's when uh, he actually got the information. She's like, you know how much Turkish Delight I can buy with this. um but no i i think this is great like i said uh in in the lost episode i thought they did a phenomenal job of 
right from the beginning showing that John Walker was like a guy hanging by a string, you know, like he was just, he had hardly anything left. All of that swagger smile, you know, confidence that he had had in the second episode was just gone. Like it was obvious he's figured out no one respects him. No one wants him to be captain America. No one thinks he can be captain America. He now no longer thinks he can be captain America. Uh, and then, yeah, like we talked about earlier when the Dora Milaje beat the shit out of him, his the one line he said was they weren't even super soldiers. And that and really, that was the moment he, he broke. That was it. That was the breaking part of him. And uh, I felt like at that point, it was just a matter of time until he became it took the serum. And then, hey, lo and behold, in that in that he does. And then, uh, and then, you know, Battlestar dying, I think it was also very symbolic. It was kind of like, you know, when they have the conversation right before that battle, when they're, you know, drinking tea and, and talking, I think that it kind of was that last moment where it showed Battlestar was actually like his conscience in a lot of ways, you know, kind of the guy keeping him grounded, reminding yeah. him of the mission, reminding him of the point of all of this. And then when uh, his conscience dies, we all got to see what he was like unleashed, essentially. So I thought it was a very good episode. I was super into it. And then, Justin, you were saying that next week's episode is supposed to be like a full hour, right? Yeah, that's what Shannon was saying. Was uh, He said it's like 60, like, like a straight on like 60 minute episode. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so on uh, hold on to your bathroom breaks gonna be a long one i'm on board give me all of it (laughs) well i guess that is uh you know we started this with the intention of doing a half hour to 45 minute condensed show we're now almost (laughs) an hour and 20 minutes so uh you know good job gentlemen well done (laughs) yeah you know uh we shaved 45 minutes off of it good job yeah hey (laughs) our families will be happy um so so that is our show for the week. Uh Justin, why don't you why don't you land this plane? You know what, guys? <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to what is the second rendition of this episode. You didn't get to listen to the first. You got some old material from the previous one, but we also threw in some new material for you guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If uh you would like to play control with us, we're through the first two missions. And so we're going to probably kind of keep that pace, probably do like two to three missions, um, depending on how long they are for like each week. So if you would like to play with us, download yourself some control, play through the first two missions and then maybe the next two missions. If you want to, um, I know Mike Miller in the discord and stuff talked about, he wanted to kind of play along with us as we were going and stuff. So if you would like to do that, you are more than welcome to do that (laughs) and if you want more falcon and winter soldier spoilers we have a whole spoiler channel on the discord you can join the discord check it out also logos for the podcast if you have any you've been working on any i know zach's very eager to update it i've posted this is true on the discord you can post them in the discord if you want to send them just direct message to the that at that pixel life twitter because you don't want everybody more than welcome to and 
Zach, if Robbie were here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, make sure you're recording. And you'll be great. <laughs> mm, missing bangers. Oh. <laughs>